Hi, this is Innocence Theory, a podcast where we come in armed with our curiosity and natural ignorance. One day, I it was AXN on TV, and I see Chris Angel, long hair, goth, and everything, and he's levitating. He's floating from the top of one building to another building, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is possible!" And that just shattered. every limiting belief that i might have had at the point i was like it's real it's possible that's rishav a professional magician speaking about his childhood how the feeling of wonder a child experiences shapes him to practice diverse interests like tree climbing parkour and hypnotherapy even nudging him to pursue an unconventional profession like magic rishav Welcome to Innocence Theory podcast and Winky thanks for helping us with the camera work. Thank you. I love the name. You are a parkour athlete, a hypnotherapist and a magician. Help us understand about all these three combinations and then we will speak about the most interesting part, the magic. That's what I get most of the time when I tell people. It's like, "Oh, that's that's very diverse." But really in its core, there's a set of principles that I follow when and all of these things that I do align with those principles. I think magic is the first thing that I started as a kid. I was fascinated by just doing the impossible, making anything happen. I didn't like limits. People saying, "Oh, you can't do that. That's not real." I had an open mind and I wanted to be able to just do anything i wanted so which age are we talking about we're talking about 13 mm-hmm. 14 years old coming to parkour now as a kid i used to be fat and overweight i was always fascinated by all the kids that i would see at the park climbing stuff and some of them taking these big jumps and i would just be sitting there in awe of them watching them do this i never imagined that i i would be doing any of that but at the time it was like a dream wow how do you do that and for all those people wondering what exactly parkour is could you elaborate parkour is a discipline where you use your body just your body no equipment no ropes or anything just your body to overcome obstacles in nature to move about in your environment in a state of flow conserving energy and it's something that combines martial arts military training dance gymnastics and all of that into a blend of movement where in each athlete is expressing themselves in their own way with different parkour athletes sometimes when you see just silhouettes of people moving you know just from their style of movement who who they are that's how creative you can get in the movies a lot of you must have seen casino royale even in in indian cinema bollywood where people jump off of roofs and jump from one roof to another there's a lot in avengers as well captain america does a lot of parkour his stunt double does a lot of parkour yeah so all these movies showcase parkour to be like this superhuman thing and it does look quite superhuman you'll have to keep in mind that those are athletes that have been doing this for decades and laid the foundation which we've been training lately animals in nature do it all the time mm. monkeys cats anything any dogs even any any animal you see they're always moving about climbing trees and how often do they really get hurt on the subject of climbing trees i think <laughs> i think you got caught by our apartment security for cl- for climbing a tree what's the deal with that how could you do such an evil thing it's so unnatural for a species like us exactly <laughs> a day you climb a tree how fun uh, how present it it makes you when you're climbing a tree you're solving 
problems essentially because each tree is different there's branches going different ways and you have to figure out how you can use your body to get to the top of that tree or to get to a certain point so it's like a creative challenge it feels amazing because you're also connecting with that tree a tree is not just a static inanimate object it's it's got life so you're interacting with another being when you're climbing a tree and it's a mutual spiritual experience once you're interacting with that tree literally can is are you going to hold me can i put my weight on you and and you get that feeling and like yes you can and then you trust by grabbing that branch and and hanging off of it or pulling to get to the next one you're completely present whilst doing that and it's 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 an amazing experience it's healing it's it's like meditation yeah i used to climb trees on a regular basis like that used to be my weekend time yeah there are some favorite trees that i used to climb during my childhood and yeah like you said there is a way in which you go up the tree right so it's mm-hmm. it's a process a familiar tree you would go up in a certain way and your your grips are in a certain way and then you have favorite perch points where you like go chill and relax and just be there it feels very natural for you to be part of that environment if i if i have to yeah. reflect on it Yeah, because it is natural. <laughs> We came from primates. I'm just yeah. curious to know, what did the security guard ask you? Or what did you explain to him? How did that end up? And Dinesh said, you're, in, you're into hypnotism, you're a magician, and you're into free running. How do you kind of explain this to, to a bunch of people who otherwise mm-hmm. are very close yeah. to something yeah. that's out of the ordinary? Oh, God, I love that question. I've tried, but I've seen that people really don't care about the why. the the security over here or security forces everywhere malls apartments their security everywhere and i climb not just not only in apartments i climb in malls and any place that i can find i will just find a way to get to the top i love getting to the top and just getting the view around and they don't understand it i respect that each person is trying to save their own job and doing what they think is right for them and i don't want to have a fight because i know where they're coming from so if they ask me to get down and people are usually respectful and i just ask them why i'm just sitting here chilling on this tree they're like why and i'm like i like this tree <laughs> it's as simple as that i don't try to explain anything i just it's it's that is that is all it is it's i love this tree this is a lovely place i'm i'm feeling comfortable over here sometimes i have some fun with it this apartment security over here i i sometimes i'm feeling really playful when i'm doing this stuff so mm-hmm. they ask me a question and i would say something like i used to live in the jungle my 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 jungle ye mera mera ghar hai yeah yeah completely that's that's there's nothing yeah there's literally nothing they're just blinking at me yeah but then they they usually they're also honest and i respect that i mean i take it patch minute me aata hu <laughs> need to wash some vessels here do some dishes and <laughs> yeah within those 5 minutes it's gone from one security guard to five security guards surrounding oh, the tree okay yeah they're like in their walkie talkies like we have we have him surrounded <laughs> yeah and and then i just uh, very skillfully descend from the tree mm. and then walk away and then just find a different tree <laughs> <laughs> So I like to challenge myself if I, if it's walking I will walk on a thin ledge wherein where where I would be I would have to be present because if I'm not I might lose balance and fall you break a bone basically yeah yeah and so I turn 
these simple activities into activities that become like meditation for me. And it's so much fun. And if you come to think about it, kids do this stuff. If they're at a park, they're finding different ways to traverse the, the play equipment. And you see how creative they they are when they're doing this. If you just sit at the side of a park and, and you watch each child, you'll see that each one of them is moving in different ways and finding their own little challenges to do. And this is crucial to their cognitive development because they're using problem-solving skills, they're using creativity, they, they're learning to interact with their bodies. They're learning to interact with what's around them. So they're developing this body awareness, spatial awareness, all of these skills. That's why they get, they're, they're a lot less likely to get injured also. They know how to fall. They keep falling and they get up and just dust themselves and just continue playing. But as adults, we don't let ourselves do that. Yeah, I mean, we're so scared to fall, actually. Yeah. Like, I'm scared to bleed. Like, I'm scared of blood right now. Like, even if it's a cut, I'm like, oh, shit. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> When we come back, we probe into Rishav's other interest, hypnotherapy. And how does it tie to magic? Hypnotherapy. Well, hypnotherapy came in last. Let's say it was magic, then parkour, then hypnotherapy. But again, it relates to the mind. How do you make a, tr- a trick look like magic? There's a lot of psychology involved. But then once you're into magic, you realize the potential of the human mind. You can literally create anything anything you imagine. How does that happen? It's been beyond anything I understand. So it naturally led me into having this curiosity about hypnosis. What is hypnosis? How is this? It's possible. People were forgetting their names. People were forgetting stuff like numbers and doing crazy things just through hypnosis. And mm. so it was like, how does that happen? I've always had a, had a side of me that's empathetic and very understanding towards people. I found hypnotherapy to be a beautiful way to channel that side of me and help people. So how how does that reflect back into you? One thing is outward. Like you said, you're empathetic towards other people. What does it do to you on the inside? Every session, every client that I interact with or have a session with, it's a mutual experience. If they experience a shift, I experience a shift. I'm taking them, I'm guiding them to a place where they can break free from whatever limitations, whatever is holding them back. And when they experience that freedom, I experience that freedom as well. So it's like going there hand in hand and making a shift. Is it is it as scary as they make it sound? Because they say hypnotherapy can be really deep and dark sometimes. Is it dark? It, it is, it can. I wouldn't say it's dark. It depends on what the client is holding within. So if somebody's got really dark stuff that they've shut away with hypnotherapy, I can ha- help them access that so if they want to. But that'll be a crazy shift for you to kind of get in the dark side of somebody else. <laughs> have you experienced any? Yeah. Oh, you have? Okay. I have, yeah. Some people carry a lot of trauma, a lot of dark stuff within, and it's difficult. It is because I have to go there with them. And it can get pretty heavy. So I, I obviously have a really strong cleansing process, periodic, like a frequent cleansing process that I have to do for myself to keep myself clean. Because if I'm not energetically 
clean then i can't i can't do therapy but it can be quite daunting at times some people and the kind of trauma and the experiences that they carry but eventually they're going there not to be re-traumatized not but they're going there to be free of that because as long as you're not looking at it as long as you're keeping it in the shadows like and not going there it's going to be there it might even be collecting more trash but if you go there and you look at it pay attention to it and finally release it say this is not serving me i've got this basement full of garbage that I've been refusing to look at and then I look at it and it's something wakes up within you something would have woken up without within you f- to have scheduled a session so they they've gotten to the point that where they they are desperate enough to change their lives because it's not working for them anymore that's when they go there they look at that stuff and they let it go so it will only happen if you're ready I'm also a big sucker for magic. I think we are all in some extent as adults as kids. So how long have you been a professional magician? A professional for almost 5 years. Normal people like us, I I know like 3 tricks or 4 tricks. So what is your repository of tricks? What how many do you have in your hand? Well, considering that I started 15 years ago, it's been a profession for 5 years, but I started 15 years ago when I was in school. Um I have well over 200. Oh man. Um, maybe 220. There was a point when I was actually writing down all the tricks I know and I learned because I I realized halfway into my career that I had forgotten that I know all of these tricks as well. It kind of true like magicians uh, get goldfish faster. <laughs> because you're the party stopper yeah. and you know people like are like looking at you how many girlfriends has has it helped you gather over all these years <laughs> actually magic um i'd say none <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah maybe it helps you disappearing few <laughs> i mean i'm sure i could use magic to get girls um but that would be unethical of me mm-hmm. but yeah it's very very easy to um impress so well, yeah. a girl using magic but then what have you got after that i mean she'll fall for the magic for sure mm. but then who are you underneath yeah so how did your journey towards magic happen it's something that you just kind of stumbled upon is there any um watershed moment saying that no i want to pick this up because this is my bay i'd seen a magic show when i was really really young and it had fascinated me to like bits how is that happening the way every kid reacts to magic i was always fascinated by um superheroes just being able to do the impossible like i was saying i don't know if you've heard of dragon ball z mhm yeah we have I'm a huge fan of dragon ball z mhm um dragon ball z was like m- my life back in the day oh, the hmm. anime the anime dragon ball z yeah i think every 1990s uh kid is going to talk about dragon ball z and how and talk about how dragon ball z shaped their childhood shaped them into the people that they are it's pretty much the same for me um so i was really fascinated by the energy work that they would do in creating balls of energy firing and mm-hmm. um a lot of that is real it's based in real japanese martial arts key training um which is why i also practice qigong now which is kind of energy work So I was really fascinated by it and I spent a lot of time believing that it was it was real that I was I was Vegeta. <laughs> um, yeah. And I could power up and become a Super Saiyan. 
I, I have never, never shared this with anybody. Mm-hmm. I would, um, I would go into Super Saiyan mode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I would, so whatever. If I was frustrated about something, if I was angry about something, I would channel all of that, and then power up. If you mm. know, if you if you watch Dragon Ball Z, then you know what I'm talking about. It would power up and then scream, and then be like, ah, oh, I'm mm. transforming into a Super Saiyan, and and release all of that, and. Um, usually I would black out. I don't know what would happen, but I would just, uh, I would black out. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I'd feel better afterwards. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh. so yeah, I used to do that. So basically sharing this because, um, I was, I was really into it. And then one day I, it was AXN on TV and I see Chris Angel, long hair, goth and everything. And he's levitating. He's floating from the top of one building to mm. another building. And I was like, holy shit, this is possible. It's not just cartoons. You can do this stuff. And that just shattered every limiting belief that I might have had at the point because it was still cartoons that I was seeing, guys flying around. Then I see a real person do it on the streets with people, real people, not a setup or anything like that. And then walking on water and, and bending spoons. And I was like, it's real, it's possible. When we come back, we ask Rishav how much truth there is to levitation. And he answers with a performance that left us speechless. I remember the David Blaine act where he mm-hmm. went underwater and he stayed yeah. in water for like 48 hours without drinking or breathing. Yeah. He didn't come out and then mm-hmm. they had to kind of just open the entire casket and get yeah. him out from there. He was just yeah. about to lose his breath. So uh, so there is a lot of training to it, isn't it? Like There training. is, yeah. But what about levitating? Because uh, is, is, that, is that real or is that... How 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 would you categorize levitating as? Let's do this real quick. Um, do you okay. have a do you have a note? Uh huh. Um, like some money right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just get a note or a piece of paper that no you've piece got of paper here. Paper is here. Yeah, we have a. Oh yeah, so we have a post-it. Yeah, can you just pass that? Thank you. You were just asking: is it is it real? Mm. Is levitation possible? Um, I have nothing in my hands. Yeah. I yeah. didn't even I chose not to wear a watch today. But watch this watch this piece of paper. Oh man, that thing just floated. Wing, <laughs> <laughs> did yeah. you capture that on yeah, the camera? I did, I did. Okay, that threw us That's off. Yeah. Okay, so that answers your question, Winky. Anything is possible. <laughs> okay. So then I just started finding my own ways to make things happen. Like at a park, um, I'd pick up a stone and I'd think, what would I want to do with this stone? Would I want to make it float? Okay, let's try and make it float. Um, Do I want to make it disappear? Do I want to make it go from one, one place to another? Teleport. Let's try and make that happen. So I figured out, I came up with ways on my own to try and... Um, to make this stuff happen. That was my um, introduction into magic, my initiation. Interesting. So you were like trying to solve this by yourself without looking into existing tricks. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, I I didn't didn't know any of uh, any of that. So it was just 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 me trying to find ways to do the impossible. Do Mm. at least I would say do do what people think um, and label as impossible. Check the description for the video. I asked Rishabh about his handling of failures 
especially on stage stage fright and managing an unfriendly audience what does it mean to perform magic at a professional level on our next episode of innocence theory